Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Lee Boyd and Rob Beller. Hey, Podcast World, welcome to another Rob-only episode of FNO InsureTech, your podcast about InsureTech that no matter up, no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter the ups, no matter the downs, we're here covering the InsureTech universe. And I'm here today with our two producers, Alicia Moss and Al Muya, because Lee Boyd isn't with us. That's right. He had something better to do today. So the smart one isn't here and you're stuck with me. Uh, but that's the bad news. The good news is, is that we have a great episode awaiting you in just a minute. We have on the two co-founders of Talage. These are two guys who've known each other for like ever. Matt Donovan and Adam Kiefer are with us. That's Adam is the CEO and Matt is the COO of Talage. And Talage is uh, an API management solution for carriers. They're a platform out there that connects agents to carriers in specific product lines. And these are two guys who bootstrapped it, came up, did it on their own, had a vision. And uh, mostly, for the most part, insurance guys who uh, had a vision about what could be. And they, gosh darn it, if they haven't made it happen. And um, you're going to hear a lot about it today. Super interesting company, not far from me here in California, in Reno, Nevada. And um, not exactly an insure tech hub, but doesn't really matter where you live today, does it? I don't think so. So uh, without further ado, let's get into our episode with Adam Kiefer and Matt Donovan, co-founders of Talage. Hey, everybody, we are here with our special guests and without Lee Boyd today. But you know what I always say, who needs Lee Boyd? We don't. And um, to prove it, we have two of our latest victims with us today. We have Matt Donovan and Adam Kiefer, the C guys, the co-founders of Talage, coming to us from where, guys? Where are you? Well, the company's headquartered in Reno, Nevada, um, but like most companies, we're a little bit distributed at this point. So I'm, I'm in Reno, and, and Matt's coming up out of a up in Truckee, California, up by a Lake Tahoe. Oh, very nice. I like Truckee. Yeah. For those of you who don't know Truckee, tell us about Truckee real quickly. It's a mountain town. You know, certainly a vacation spot for a lot of people. Come really all over. It's probably most famous for hosting the Olympics back in the '60s, um, and we're a short drive to Lake Tahoe. And not far from Sacramento, my hometown. Absolutely. Just probably an hour and a half. And so because now we know of that connection, I'll be counting on that dinner real soon. Um, <laughs> it gives us something to look forward to. I'll choose the restaurant, by the way. Um, <laughs> thanks a ton for being with us. We we really appreciate it. And we, we are here today primarily, of course, to talk about Talage, the company that you guys founded several years ago. I mean, you're like the person who like came out of nowhere and was a big hit, but had been working on it for 10 years to get there. Adam, let, let's start with you. 
Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about Talage and what you guys do and, and, and what you're about. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, probably the best way to kind of tell that story is a little bit tell my story. And so, um, you know, so Matt and I, our stories are pretty much intertwined at this point, but we grew up together. We same went to school together. Matt's mom was actually my, my fifth grade teacher, which is how we, uh, how we officially met was, was through Matt's mom. Um, but after college, um, I got into the insurance industry, uh, started working for regional agency, got purchased by Wells Fargo insurance. So worked for a really big agency and kind of saw some of the, the pros and cons with working for somebody like Wells. And then, uh, I had the opportunity to move to the carrier side and, you know, this was 2014, 15, um, and you know, some early kind of insure tech before people were using that word was starting to come out and the carriers were putting in predictive analytics and, you know, doing some automated underwriting on the back end. but kind of my role in the company in terms of managing kind of the field sales reps, um, noticed pretty quickly that there, there wasn't any way to really, really drag that technology down through the distribution channel. And so independent agents in the field and the policyholders weren't getting the same benefits that the, the carriers were. And ultimately the carriers weren't getting all the benefits they could because their distribution channel wasn't didn't have access to that tech. And so that's really, you know, at a, at a very high, overly simplified, you know, kind of level, you know, the, the mission of Talage was make it easier to sell small commercial insurance policies, take the tech from the carriers, push it down through the channel. Um, you know, I think we were a little different early on than some of the other guys that came out like a next or a lemonade who obviously have different business models and different verticals, but a lot of their marketing was around, you know, make it easier to buy policies and more. We kind of focused on make it easier to sell, right? Like we, we thought it was, you know, the buying experience wasn't great, but we didn't think it was that. That wasn't the issue, right? The, the, the root issue was that the selling experience was bad, which is what made the buying experience bad. And so that's that's really where we try to focus and, and kind of carve a niche out for ourselves. So you were there really for the agents. Yeah, absolutely. That's who you were thinking, that's who yeah. You were thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been a licensed agent for 20 years. Um, you know, when, when Matt and I started working on this, uh, we decided it was, it was in everybody's best interest for him to get licensed. So Matt... What have you been in, licensed now for what? Probably five, six years, right? Something like that. Yeah, probably like five or so. It was a great way to kind of drink from the fire hose and, and dive into the industry. So tell us how it works. I mean, what's the product? What does an agent get out of doing business with you? Or do they do business with you? Explain that relationship. Yeah, no, the, the agents absolutely do business with us. And what's what's kind of cool about our model is that we don't mess with the model, <laughs> right? Agents have been working with carriers and working policyholders, you know, they're getting paid their contingencies or getting paid their commissions, all that kind of like the talent system really keeps all that intact. And so when you look at, you know, what we've done from a product standpoint, kind of the core of the whole thing is, is our aggregated API. And what that is, um, you know, I'm sure you've covered APIs multiple times on the podcast by now, but right, we're, we're actually hitting their underwriting platforms, um, their issuance platforms, their service platforms in certain circumstances, um, really making it easier for, you know, carriers to kind of open up, become open source platforms in the way they service their business. And so what we've done that's pretty unique is then taking all those APIs from different carriers um, and we've standardized them, right? The industry is, uh, you know, probably infamous for having, you know, many, many standards. Feels like they don't quite know what that word means. But, um, you know, we, we've got, <laughs> got the SIC codes, the NAICS codes, the question sets, the workers' comp codes across the different states. And, you know, even within, you know, workers' comp, you have some carriers that use a four-digit NCCI code. Some use a six-digit NCCI, right? Like, so you've got all these kind of varying levels of the same standard. And what we've done really is kind of put those into one talent standard so that you can access 20 different carriers at the same time through one point until one time you can tell talent, I'm a barbershop, 
we essentially translate all that on the back end. We send travelers whatever they need, Liberty whatever they need, Amtrust whatever they need, um, and you know essentially do the translation for you. And so it really opens up APIs to you know kind of the common agent, right? Where they you know it doesn't take a half million dollars or more to build a system that you know can talk to these things, and you know in a couple of days, and you know for you know a few hundred bucks a month, an independent agency anywhere in the country can have access to these tools and make them far more efficient in terms of. You know, remarketing their book, you know, doing book roles, new business acquisition. Um, and we've built a whole suite of tools around our core kind of core API to, to aid in that process. And Matt, talk about what your role is here. Yeah. So, you know, as Adam was kind of talking about, you know, how Talij really came from his experience, when you look at where I kind of jumped in there, you know, my background, um, I've been working in with with and at startups for over a decade. I got into it back in 2010 after grad school. I started work with American Express and their digital strategy team, working with a few different startups. And then um, from there, worked at two different startups, joined early, helped them launch product and was with both of them through acquisition. So when Adam came to me with, you know, you know, kind of some early thoughts around what he wanted to do at Talage, you know, what I was really excited about was um, one, he had a clear problem. You know, you, you see so many startups in, in today who build cool tech and then they try and find a problem to solve. We kind of came at it from the other end, as he alluded to earlier, you know, it's very clear, like it is hard to sell commercial insurance and there aren't digital tools to enable that. So that's where, you know, when I when we started talking about it was we kind of approach the problem from a few different ways. And, and one of the things that, you know, was unique from my background, um, you know, back in 2015, when we started working on, started working on this. Um, I was at the time with a, a startup that was very early in the API space. Um, so from a strategic standpoint, we very early on kind of doubled down on this API. Um, and so the next piece is after we started to build that platform was to push it out into the market. And that's where I have a lot of, a lot of experience. You know, I've helped launch a couple different startups and do different things and go to market. Um, and so Adam and I've worked very closely on, you know, all aspects of launching Talage, but that's where I've certainly spent a decent amount of my time. So did you guys have a picture in your mind of what this technology was going to look like when you, when you got started or has that been its own journey? It has been its own journey a little bit. I mean, we should we should have opened with neither Matt nor I are uh, our engineers. Um, so you know, I had this big grand vision of you know just this magic tool that could do everything for everybody, right? Um, and then you know, Matt had some some great ideas operationally and kind of go to market. You know, we had this perfect business plan, and then we said, okay, well now we actually need to build build something that does those things, right? So um, mm-hmm. we worked with some contractors early on. Uh, you know, now we've got a CTO on board who. He's got a ton of experience kind of dealing with large platforms and um, he worked in um, in fintech with kind of early technology around, you know, kind of mobile banking apps and things like that, really dealing with large, large volumes of, of transactions. And so he's done kind of a lot of interesting things. And so he's been able to essentially take, you know, my vision that, you know, vision is strong. You know, it's on napkins with crams essentially is how we drew the whole thing out. And um, he's been actually turning into a, a, a grown up project that, that actually works and does what we tell people it does. And I think the, the one thing that we have been consistent on from the beginning was this idea of what Adam referred to as an aggregated API. Like what we wanted to do was to take all of the carriers, digital platforms and consolidate them down to a single um, endpoint to access it. Now, how we did that, that is what has absolutely been changing. And then on the other side, how people access that, the different distribution players, you know, agents, what we tools we give them, that has absolutely been an evolution. But at its core, the idea of, Let's take all these carrier platforms and aggregate them down to a single endpoint. 
that has not wavered. Does an agent come to you because uh, I need a commercial policy for my restaurant that I have one, you know, I have a single unit uh, restaurant and I need commercial insurance of all stripes for my business. I go to an agent and then an agent says, give me a minute. And then they, they go on Talage and find it essentially the workflow. There's a little bit more than that. I mean, essentially what we do is we sell them the platform. Um, So you're an independent agency, you come on our platform and we call our, our independent agency facing platform is called wheelhouse. Um, And the idea of putting small business back in your wheelhouse, right? Like, so that's the branding around that. Um, And wheelhouse is really designed to be white labeled and, you know, should match and feel like the agent's own portal, right? Like it's, it's theirs. And so kind of the, the main component is we have, we have a portal. So in that scenario, a restaurant goes to an agent, the agent logs into their own Talage portal. It's their own licensing. It's their own appointments. Talage, you know, doesn't mess with their kind of business structure in terms of the way they run on a daily, you know, daily basis. Um, they can pull quotes back from the carriers using all their appointments. So they pull a quote from Amtrust or Liberty and, you know, Amtrust or Liberty sees that, you know, agent XYZ just submitted this quote, right? Like we, we become invisible in the day to day. And so what we really do is kind of allow them to operate their business the way they always have, but do it in a way that's far more efficient, faster and cleaner. Then we've got Wheelhouse has built in tools that they can use as all part of the same package where it's a, it's a, essentially a digital storefront. So we can match the experience of a next or a lemonade. Like I talked about where, you know, consumers are looking for more of that digital shopping experience, even if they aren't quite ready for the digital buying experience, I think is kind of where mm-hmm. it is, but we can give, you know, a local agent in Reno, Nevada who, you know, barely has a website, you know, advanced, you know, digital tools and digital storefront where a business owner can go in there, put it in their application, get multiple quotes, compare them, educate themselves. And then essentially the the agent at the end of the day just goes great. Like you want the travelers one, um, or Mm -hmm. we recommend the Amtrust one or, you know, whatever the choices are. Um, and so they can replicate that experience while keeping an agent in the, in the flow. So are agents paying a subscription for it? Yep. So it's just a monthly subscription fee for them to access it. So that's awesome. They must love that. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to take off. Um, we're, you know, we're getting a lot of success on the independent agency channel. Cause again, like we, we become invisible, right? Like we're not, you know, there's been others that have come out where they kind of act as a wholesaler and MGA kind of in the middle and yes, like taking right. a cut of that or they're aggregating there's a market premium. marketplace. Totally. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think what agents, forget maybe initially it comes real right back real quickly is that those aggregators are then the ones who are, you know, essentially collecting those contingency checks on the, sure. on the premium that, right. And so we're keeping the premium stays with the agency. It's not, you know, it's not talent just premium and none of that stays with the agency. So it really does keep their model intact, but just make them better at mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar with bold penguin. I've heard of them. I heard of them. They position themselves as a marketplace. Yep. Correct. Yep. But that's kind of a different, they're in a different business than you guys are. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's become kind of a dirty word and I don't, I don't think it should be. It's just a very different business model, right? Where essentially bull penguin is, is doing lead gen, right? Um, they're kind of farming around leads from different agents and passing them around different people. And, and I don't mean that to sound, you know, it's not a knock by any stretch. Um, no, it's their strategy. That's exactly, their, that's yeah. their business. Yep. And so ours mm-hmm. from the jump has really been, and I think it comes from our experience as agents. And we've got a you know a ton of our employees either you know work for carriers and work with agencies or have been agents themselves. And so I think our perspective on, you know, the agent, <laughs> you know, historically, I mean, everybody's pre- predicting the death of the insurance agent for thirty years, right? Like they're constantly you know being under threat of being 
you know, replaced or disintermediated or, you know, whatever word you want to throw in there. And, and that's not our goal. Our goal is to enable these guys, make them better, make them stronger. Um, we think there's a ton of value in, in having an agent in the transaction. The fact of the matter is, is that it's our experience. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've had episodes where the agent has come up or been central to it. And the fact of the matter is, is even many insure techs that are, you know, insure tech insurers, a la Hippo, for example, mm-hmm. start with, we're going to be direct to consumer. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's a really tough product to understand yeah. Yeah. just selling it through your website. Yep. And you I mean, kind of need somebody to hold your hand to get you to write to the check writing part. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so is that going to change? I, I don't think so. And you guys must see that, right? Well, I mean, I think the easiest evidence to support what you're saying is just all those guys who came out going direct, they all have agents now. You know, I don't know if anyone's yes. left Correct. direct. They learned it the hard way, but we, we absolutely agree with you. And I think uh, it may change, but I don't think it's changing in the next 10 years. Right. Like I, like no. I, I think people want to have that agent there. I'm, you know, I think a lot of the, you know, the analyst reports and all that stuff, you know, people are, I forget the latest numbers, right. But they're impressive where it's, you know, 70% of insurance buying starts online, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, half of that but, ends, ends online. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, like people want to yeah. have that to kind of educate themselves and poke around and see what's going on, but they want to have a person there. When, exactly your point. Like when it comes time to write that check or, you know, connect that ACH payment, they want, they want to know, you know, they know what they're doing here. Right. Right. When you get to the screen that says, or click here to speak to an agent. That's a busy button yep, on the yep. website. Yeah, absolutely. I love to tell the story. I, I recently changed my insurance and went through the whole process as because I, I tried to go through it as a consumer and, and got really turned on to it by doing the podcast. And what I found is, is that it's really hard. I wasn't searching for commercial insurance. I just looked for my home and auto right. and it was hard. And because then you have the whole problem of comparing apples to apples, which is really hard. That company can save me money, but it's less of a policy. And so there's a ton of nuances. And I think it's a, I think it's a long, and I'm not saying this to, in support of anybody. I just think it's their agents are here to stay and they're important, more important than I might've thought a few years ago. Well, it's a unique product, right? I mean, and just in general, in terms of like, it's, it's essentially a promise, right? Like you're, you're buying mm-hmm. nothing initially, right? Like, like the only time you actually right. get the product you're sending is money. <laughs> you're buying something, yeah, something terrible happens. That's when it comes. And so like, you know, I think, you know, we hear all the time and I think people have, you know, changed a little bit, but you know, especially early on, it was like, we want to make insurance, like buying Amazon, right? Like, and if I, you know, if I want to say, well, I'm going to buy a cheaper toilet paper on Amazon and it shows up and I don't like it, like it's kind of no harm, no foul, right? Like it's fine. Like next time right. I, I don't save that dollar, I, I splurge for the good mm-hmm. stuff, right? Whereas, you know, an insurance product, like, you don't, if it's not the good stuff, like you don't know until it's far too late, right? Like, and then, and then there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, you find out that typically find out the details of that promise when you have a claim. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. And when they say, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Beller, we, that was excluded in your policy, right? right? Or some such thing. So let's talk about carriers for a minute. Yeah. And what's in Talage for the carrier? I, I think there's two, there's essentially two things, right? Access um, to distribution. Um, so we've got our wheelhouse network of agencies and, and wholesale brokers that we're working with. And so when you come onto the Talage platform as a carrier, you get immediate access to that. Our platform, I think offers, uh, 
unparalleled, I would say. I would, I would challenge anybody. Um, in terms of flexibility, when a carrier comes on the platform, they can kind of distribute any way they want. They only want to work with independent agencies. They only want to work with some. They want to work with wholesalers. They can kind of pick and choose how they can access our network um, of agencies. And so first and foremost, I think we're a distribution platform and allow you know, carriers to distribute easier. Um, you know, I think the other thing you're seeing on the distribution side you know, more and more people kind of understanding what APIs are and how to use them. You know, the carriers are getting calls from, you know, small operations going, we want access to your API. Well, that's not, that's not a non, you know, nominal fee for the carriers that, you know, to have Correct. engineers kind of integrated. It's not a service. Engineers. No, no. And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of carriers kind of turning to us going, Hey, like, you know, a big giant opportunity comes up. We got it. But like, you know, we get 30 calls yeah. a week. Like, can you guys integrate these guys? Can they get access to you through, through us? And so I think not only kind of normal distribution, but also the digital distribution running through us just makes life. And from a maintenance standpoint too, right? Like, you, you know, understanding sure. if you change something, they call those people. And then the other piece, you know, the other big advantage to Talage is, is the data. Um, you know, the, the, the applications that are running through that platform, we sit in a relatively unique position where, and I saw this when I was working for employers, you know, I'd walk into an agency's office and go, you know, how's the market look, you know, how are we competitive? And they, they tell us, you know, hey, you're high. Cause you know, a week and a half ago, we sent in a quote that was twice as much as Liberty's and they're like, okay, well, that's not helpful. Whereas on the Talos platform, you know, it's all anonymized and aggregated, of course, but they can come in and actually see how they perform against the field and how they perform against the market. So they can understand, you know, in Southern California, we are high uh, and maybe they want to be right. But like no one's ever given them hard data in terms of, you know, where you actually stand in the market from a pricing standpoint, where you stand from an opportunity standpoint, you know, you guys have passed on, you know, a dozen landscapers in the last month, uh, but other carriers have written those landscapers for $200,000 in premium. And, and again, maybe you change something, maybe you don't, but at least you have access to that data and you can see what's going on in the market. And, and so that's the biggest piece. It's, it's access to distribution and it's, and it's data is what we give them. And the, and the other thing to keep in mind carriers is that the whole reason they built these APIs, right, was it increases efficiency for them as well, right? And so that's why the other piece, our distribution is so important because it's not just distribution, it's distribution through their API, um, you know, and, and I think when we started on this, you know, we first started talking about in 2015, the idea of being APIs being critical to the future of digital distribution for commercial insurance, like, you know, that was a little bit of a leap. Whereas today, I think that's kind of accepted across the board. But it is important to continue to recognize that like APIs bring efficiency to the entire process and everyone wins as the more premium that we start having flow through them. Are you fussy about the carriers that you add to your platform? Is there a certain vetting or criteria that, that you want them to? Or are you just happy to have big names be part of it? I think that's been an evolution, right? When we first started out, yeah, like a big name is what we needed, right? Because, I mean, we had this kind of weird chicken and egg problem where we needed carriers to get agents and you needed agents to get carriers, right? And so anyone that we were, you know, charming enough to convince to come on the platform early on, you know, we did. Um, you know, now at this point, we've got, you know, 20, 20 something different carriers that are on the platform, you know, across five different product lines. And so now it's much more strategic in terms of, you know, what can you bring to the agencies? What are the agents asking for? I mean, we get a lot of feedback from agents saying, Hey, we want XYZ carrier. Um, and so, you know, kind of taking feedback from the distribution channel is obviously a benefit because then we spin up a carrier who has instant access to di distribution is obviously a win for everybody. And so much more discerning about, um, you know, who, who comes on the platform and who doesn't at this point and, and priorities of, of different carriers. Um, but I would say that wasn't, wasn't always the case, right? But we're getting, yeah, well, you wouldn't really have a platform if you didn't have carriers. Exactly. Right. No, we, we absolutely wouldn't. Um, 
the carriers are, you know, arguably our most important customer, right? Like if we don't have any carriers, we have nothing to sell to an agent. So. As we were first getting going, there's not many carriers that had APIs as well. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing that's evolved in terms of the industry um, is that that's becoming table stakes, if you will. Sure. I'm sure that COVID probably helped them move that along, huh? Yeah. From a mindset standpoint, I think it helped a ton, right? Like I think carriers realized they needed to change the way they're doing business. And, you know, I think we definitely mm-hmm. saw a bump in activity because of that. Um, I think they also quickly realized that they're pretty far behind some of them. So, <laughs> so some of that bump has subsided a little bit as they actually got the development bill to build some of these things out. But it, it's really great to have you guys. I'm just take a little side here. Um, years ago, like the third or fourth episode we had was with Caribou Honig, who's the oh, co-founder yeah. of ITC, right? Great guy, by the way, if you don't know him, great guy. And I have nothing but great things to say about Caribou, super smart. And he talked to us back then that it's all about APIs. Yeah, APIs are the future. APIs are what's going to happen in insurance, right? So here we are now, we're, we're about three years old, our podcast. Here you guys are, right? So that's, that's, that's pretty exciting. I want to, I want to talk about your product lines. You said you have five product lines. Can you tell us what those are? Yeah. So it's, it's workers comp, it's general liability, uh, BOP, cyber and professional liability are the, the five product lines that we have up and running. Um, working on a commercial auto product now that should go sometime this year. Um, a lot of intricacies to that one, as you can imagine, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, really trying to build that kind of core, you know, commercial suite so that we can check that box off for, for the agents that are on the platform. So you probably have agents on the one side saying, add this, add this, and carriers on the other side saying to you, sell more, sell more. Yes. <laughs> and then our engineering <laughs> team in the middle going like, you know, throwing their hands up. Um, but yeah, um, we, we definitely trying to balance, you know, in terms of, you know, new features. And, and I think that's something you learn as a new company or young company in a way. Um, you know, we get a client who calls and, you know, like, we need this feature, or we need this carrier today, right? Like, and, and. I think you want to react to that, but I think over time you also realize that like not every, <laughs> not every request is the same, right? Like, and then if, you know, we don't, you know, if one agent thinks one thing that may be totally different than what every other agent thinks, right? And so kind of balancing the product and the features and, and the carriers and, and understanding as we grow kind of, you know, backing up and seeing, you know, what's more of a priority here and what's more of a priority here. But yeah, I mean, we're constantly getting new feature requests, uh, new carriers trying to come on the platform, new, you know, the, the carriers have new feature requests. So like, Hey, can you display us this way? Can we do this? Can we do this? Um, and so, yeah, you know, our product team is, uh, and project management team is, is constantly busy trying to figure out. And then you got, you know, whatever idea me and Matt make up on a Saturday night, um, that we bring in on Monday morning, right? Like that gets thrown in there too. So, so Matt, as the go to market guy, that this must all be a big challenge. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest challenge was a few years ago, as Adam was alluding to, is, you know, what comes first, the carriers or the agents? You know, at this point, we're in a really great, exciting Great spot. question. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we're in a really exciting spot that we have 20 plus carriers. You know, we have we have a network that makes our platform really compelling to a lot of different players. In, in some ways, I think the biggest challenge from a go to market is is continuing to stay focused and make sure we have the right product. Because like right now, we're, I mean, we're getting calls from, you know, Tech players who are interested in bringing insurance to their platform, independent agents, wholesalers, MGAs, you know, we have a really compelling platform and and we just need to make sure, you know, we're working with the right partners in a lot of ways. Do you work with MGAs? Yeah, 
Yes. They're both shaking their head. Yes. <laughs> For those who <laughs> yeah, no right can't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> so one of the things I think we, neither of us knew which was going to jump in. Um, but yes, we do work with MGAs. Um, depending on the MGA, we can work on them with them in different ways. And in a lot of ways, you can almost think of them as another carrier partner where we can innate, we can take their product and enable digital distribution for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're very interested in cyber and because there's probably nothing that's growing like cyber is growing today. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and that should continue probably for a long time, sadly. Talk about that a little bit. What can you share about, you know, you, it's probably one of your newer product lines. Um, tell us, tell us some stuff about cyber. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of our newer product lines. And, and cyber is interesting because you have a ton of interest, right? Because it's scary, right? Like people see these big, you know, hacked, you know, big giant companies get hacked. And they think, you know, if, if Target can get hacked, you know, what chance do I stand, right? Um, and so I think it's a scary product uh, or not a scary product, a scary problem with an interesting mm-hmm. product that goes with it. I think on the flip side, it's also a product that a lot of people don't really understand in terms of what it actually covers and what it doesn't cover. And so I think, you know, having an agent involved in that, I think is, is paramount when it comes to the cyber coverage. Personally, I think it's important enough to be a standalone coverage, but frankly, the way it's bought and shopped for a lot of times, it becomes this ancillary thing where it's like, you know, we got a BOP quote and then we throw in a cyber quote on top of it. Right. And, um, you know, BOP, obviously a lot of the BOP cares are building in some cyber coverage. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting product because there's definitely demand for it, but it's also one thing I, I think people don't really, I think people don't understand a lot of things about insurance, but cyber is even worse where it's like, you know, what are we buying and what get, you know, if, if the credit cards are stolen, is that covered? If the computers are stolen, is that covered? You know, wh- where are the, you know, the different lines if, you know, somebody hacks into my social account, like, is that covered? You know, the damage is there. And so understanding the nuances of a cyber policy is, is interesting. Um, we see a ton of interest in it, um, but I think it's, you know, to our point, we've been trying to make the whole podcast. I think it's, it's one that the agents have to stay involved in. And I think it's really important that the agents are involved in cyber because they can really kind of understand and, you know, translate for the business owners what, what co- what's covered, what's not covered and, and when. Matt, what can you add there? I think Adam covered the majority of it. You know, I mean, I, I think it's your point. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it's something we're hearing a lot about, you know, both from carriers who are looking to roll out new cyber and they're going to API enable it. And on the other side, it's something that agents are constantly bringing up because to Adam's point, it's something that's being discussed a lot. So they have demand for it on their side. Um, You know, so giving them the tools to be able to distribute it and quote it effectively is going to be critical. And just, I mean, from a revenue standpoint too, right? I mean, because it's a, you know, it's one of the few hardening markets and and hardening at a pace where, you know, obviously there's a lot of revenue for an agent's perspective to be selling more of these policies, right? Like, I mean, the premium on those are going crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I was, I was a partner in a company. We sold our company a couple of years ago. Thank goodness from an insurance expense standpoint, because what it was costing a year was extraordinary. Yeah. And, and like you say too, about cyber is, is that a lot of people don't know what they're buying. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes. Like, uh, we dealt mostly our customers were carriers and, um, and we work for a company now whose customers are carriers. And um, the carrier would say, you need to have $5 million of cyber coverage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's that? Right, right. What am I, what, what am I doing? So is comp your largest area, your largest product line? Yeah. And, be, and simply because frankly, it's, it's the one we've been doing the longest. Um, and so my background kind of coming from employers, you know, obviously understood workers comp, you know, pretty well. Um, I think I mentioned that I worked for employers. Maybe I didn't. 
I worked for employers if I didn't mention that earlier. Um, no, so, you didn't. <laughs> that was the carrier that I worked for on the distribution <laughs> side. But so obviously, you know, intimately familiar with the comp products. And so when we launched the product, really the MVP was, um, you know, a, a comp rater, right? It had, um, you know, employers, I think Markel, um, a couple of the early carriers that got on board quickly. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the MVP was, was a comp product. And so it's really evolved from that. And so comp's been on the pro- platform for the longest. Um, we also have the most carriers from a comp standpoint um, in terms of the integrations that we've done just again, because we've been doing it longer. Um, so comp is a long, really long answer to a relatively simple question. Sorry. Comp is the biggest product, but mostly just because we've been doing it the longest. So, Is there a, a sweet spot that you guys can see of, of like the mix that you end up having, like how many carriers, how the the products that you sell? I mean, what, what are your ambitions? Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, what's cool about our platform in general is that we actually leave that mix to the agent. Um, and so, you know, we've got our 20 carriers on the platform or five different product lines, but then we go to an independent agent and they may go, we only want to work with three of those. And our platform is flexible enough. We're like, okay, pick which three you want, right? Like, so the 17 exists wherever they exist. And so no, you know, no two instances of Talage or Wheelhouse are the same because it can be customized by the agency. And so, you know, we're constantly looking for new carriers because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, regional things that come into play with, with insurance, right? Like the, the agents that we work with down in the south, southeast part of the state or in California have different carriers they want to work with. And, you know, sometimes they overlap, sometimes they don't. Um, and so we're constantly looking for more integration so that it can all just be one place. And, and the agents and the wholesale brokers and whoever can really customize you know, what that mix looks like. Cause I do think, sorry, Matt, I know I'm stealing all your talking points. Uh, but I think, you know, if you present to somebody with 20 different options, it's, it's too many, right? Like you need to give them enough. There's a fine line there of enough where they feel like they've done their diligence. They feel like they understand the market, they understand their options, but I think you can give them too many where they don't under, now you've confused them more, right? Like what, are, what's the difference between these 20 different workers compensation policies. And so I think, you know, kind of that three to four is the number that we usually see that, we get the highest bind ratios uh, or request ratios anyway. Um, when we give them about three or four options, like that seems to be kind of the magic number where it feels like diligence was done, feels like people need to know what they have, um, but it's not completely overwhelming. And the other piece, you know, other way to kind of look at that question in, in terms of our sweet spot and the growth, the exciting thing about our platform is that we've built it in a way that it's going to grow with the industry as the industry gets more and more comfortable with digital distribution, right? You know, today we are very focused on small commercial because that's what our carrier partners will quote through their API. But we've already seen them over the few years we've been working with them that they've expanded their appetite for their API. Mm-hmm. And we built a platform flexible enough that as they expand their appetite, it just starts flowing through our platform. Right. You know, so from that standpoint, when you talk about product lines and things like that, that's all going to expand, you know, over time as the importance of the API expands across different product lines. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's really no limitation from our platform from that standpoint. We're not going to stick to certain products and commercial. What we're going to do is we're going to work with the products that are API enabled and we're going to grow with our carrier partners as they grow what they do in that space. Do you have access to access and surplus currently? So we haven't done that yet. Um, we're working actually with a couple of different wholesale partners that actually do some of that stuff. And so actually talking with them about, I think we recognize, and I think there's also another group of insurtechs out there that we've partnered with um, that recognize we can't do everything all the time, right? Like we just don't, there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough engineering and there's not enough resources, right? We can't do it all. Um, and so we've worked with um, 
mean, I guess we've announced them, but we're working with, you know, like relay platform. If you're familiar with those guys, right? Like they've got some access and, and surplus things that we can look at and, and kind of put on our platform using some of the integrations they've done. They're looking at basically doing the, the same with some of our workers comp and general liability and BOP capabilities. So it's like, you know, we mm-hmm. can both basically, you know, offer each other's kind of products to each other, run them through each other's platforms and everyone can kind of move faster. And, you know, we can put together, you know, essentially, a, a, you know, a team to go against, uh, you know, some of the bigger incumbents in the software space. And so, you know, we, we have not gone down the, the ENS route directly, but we are essentially kind of partnering to, to offer that to the agents because it definitely comes up. So you guys have been, from what I understand, very successful in the venture market, venture back company. What can you share with our audience? We have a lot of insure tech people listening. I think you guys just raised around recently, if I'm not mistaken. That must have been interesting and a little bit different and maybe challenging based on the times. What can, what can you share about that? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, and Matt definitely has thoughts on this. I know he does. Um, but I think from my perspective, like every time I think I start to understand the venture market, like I realize I don't know anything about it at all. Right. Um, and so I think we've been kind of fortunate in the timing. Uh, we did just close around, um, we recently announced it, but officially we closed it in January. But, um, you know, I think our timing has been, you know, someday hopefully we can look back and claim we were super smart, but we closed around in November of 2019. Um, so we were funded kind of going into 2020, which was, you know, like I said, completely lucky on our part that we didn't have to raise money during 2020. I can't imagine the companies that had to do that. And then this one, you know, just, you know, we closed this round um, in January, but like, you know, most of the legwork had been done in December. And so we got out ahead of, you know, <laughs> Ukraine and, and inflation and, and all these other kind of tur- mm-hmm. you know, turbulent things in the market that just create uncertainty. And so, you know, I think our timing has been good. Um, like I said, someday we'll look back and, and claim we totally did it on purpose and knew it was going to happen. But, uh, you know, timing is everything. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to others who, you know, are, are trying to raise now or, and, and long planned that this was the time and it's been certainly challenging regardless of how strong their business model is. Yeah. It's uh, different times now. Yeah. And I mean, it's tough too, right? Especially being in the insure tech space, you know, because you have a lot of these tech VCs who say they want to get into insure tech and like, look, if we're being honest, insurance is a incredibly complicated industry. And so some of these people jumping in, they may not get what you're doing. And then on the flip side, you do have some of these true insure tech VCs, but they're coming from insurance. And historically it's a risk averse industry, you know? So you have some of the FinTech guys who will maybe take larger leaps with you, but then on the flip side, they, they may not necessarily understand your industry. And then you go talk to the insure tech guys, they get what you're doing, but they want to see different milestones. They want to see you get a little farther along. So there's a little balancing act in terms of like finding your fit with the right investors, with where you are, how big your vision is, you know, cause look, if, if you're working with venture capital, like, you have a big idea. You know, they don't make investments on something that's going to double their money. They make investments on something that's going to potentially 100x their money. Right. Um, right. There's going to be a leap involved. To make that type of jump, you have to have really big ideas. Um, and so finding the people who really get where you're coming from and share that idea, not easy. And I'll just say, as, as we start to come to a close here, that I love your guys' story in that you are that you're both not technology people per se, right? Adam, more of an insurance guy and insurance background. And, and, and you had a vision about what technology could do for insurance, right? A lot of times we talk to people that it's kind of the other way around, right? It's, I have a technology, where can it land? And that's a little crass, but it's, 
somewhat true. And, um, you guys are more so insurance guys who, who had a vision and, and I love that story. And that, I mean, when we talk about insurance and we talk about the industry and we talk about the nuances, like you're saying that it's risk adverse, well, that's, I mean, that's their business, right? right. <laughs> risk is kind of the whole thing. Yep. In fact, that's what we I, frequently, I'm on the phone with somebody about a claim and they're like, yeah, let me tell you about the risk. I mean, it's the vernacular. Yep. It's the center point of, of what we do. And so you guys brought a lot of knowledge into this and you're having success as opposed to you could only kind of dream about what the technology could do. Right. And just in closing, share some thoughts now that you guys are like eight years into this, right? Long time. As you said, in the insure tech world, there wasn't even that word yeah. really when you started. Yeah. I remember, I, like, I think back, I mean, cause yeah, we're not quite eight, but clo- coming up, but we went, I mean, you brought up caribou earlier. We went to the very first insure tech connect. We, you know, heard about it through Twitter. Or I don't even know where we saw it. There was, you know, a thousand people in Las Vegas I and mean, you could talk to anybody you wanted to talk to. And Matt and I showed up, we took vacation time from our other jobs. Like I think both of our wives made fun of us for taking vacation time to go to an insurance conference, um, flew down and we shared a room cause we didn't have any money. Um, and so, I mean, it, Kind of how far, you know, now you go to InsureTech Connect, right? Like, and it's this giant, you know, massive event and crazy, you know, ludicrous yeah. is there, right? Um, it's it, the whole thing right. is absurd, right? Like, <laughs> right. right. Um, and so it's like kind of to watch, you know, I think the success Talage has had and watching Talage grow has, has been a lot of fun, but also just watching an industry really be created and be part of, you know, really the forefront of, of an entire industry being created has been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, whatever happens with all of this, I think it's going to be a fun period of our lives to look back on and, and you know, kind of say we, we were there, you know, we were there when, right? So, And I, I think the really exciting thing to um, point, you know, to be there at kind of the beginning of the InsureTech, you know, wave, but the exciting thing is insurance is so large, you know, like, and you look at where InsureTech has penetrated, like, we're still at the beginning. You know, you, you talk about, we, I think Adam and I had our first call about, college in the summer of 2015. So we have been working on this for nearly seven years at this point, but I still feel like in a lot of ways, you know, that still has a day one feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, definitely an exciting space to be in. Yeah. I mean, when we, we started talking about doing this podcast in 2018 and one of our big fears was that we would run out of people to talk to. (laughs) Right. But I mean, first of all, we never thought we could get to five episodes, but then we thought, well, how are we going to get to 30? Yeah. You know, I mean, and now it's like, as they said early on, we started to hear the, the term ecosystem as the ecosystem of InsureTech is built out further and further and further. And, and guys like you have seen that and we've got, we've got to see it too. I mean, I think that one thing that InsureTech is discovering is, is that, wow, there's even more opportunity yeah. that hasn't even been touched yet. Yep. Right. That's a pretty cool sp- spot to be in, right? Yeah. And I think the big thing that kind of what you're talking about with that idea of the ecosystem, some of those new opportunities are, it's going to be the existing players who, you know, in the last few years, maybe viewed each other as competition and they're starting to realize we're not competition. So if we start mm-hmm. working together, you know, and really build out that idea of an ecosystem, then the technology is going to become so much more powerful, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we have a few partnership announcements coming up this summer where, you know, if we start working with AMSs and some of these different things, you know, 
We don't want to be an AMS. We're not going to compete with AMS. But what if an AMS had our quoting capabilities? You know, and that idea of really building a true ecosystem, that's kind of what I was alluding to with the idea of like, InsureTech has come a long ways, but like there's still moments where you realize we're still at the very you know, early days. Yeah. The opportunities that you can see today might not have been seeable yeah. a year ago. Yep. Right? Or yep. you wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, oh gosh, you know what we could do? And uh, anyways, well, I'm going to let you guys go so you don't wake up in the middle of the night and say, God, how much longer could that guy talk for? <laughs> We really thank you for being here. And it's great. I mean, like, I, I'm serious. I'm in Sacramento and I'd, I'd love to come up to the office sometime if yeah. anyone's ever in it. And next time I'm in Reno. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people are poking in more and more. I mean, we're doing that remote, hybrid, flexible, whatever whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but we'd love, to, we'd love to have you. Well, we thank you for being here. And, um, uh, and let's check back in in a year or so and see where this rocket ship is uh, at that time. Sounds great. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. I love learning about companies that are successfully moving forward in the market and monetizing successfully and doing a great job of providing a technology first product to the insurance world. And, and Talage is, is perfectly that example. I'm sorry that Lee wasn't here to see that. He would have uh, really love this, but I'm glad that you all were with us and got to uh, enjoy Adam and Matt and hearing all about their company. So uh, until next time, we will say what Lee always says, and that is goodbye, everybody. <laughs>